Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor. There we go. What's a podcast? You know what? That's Joe Poznanski's podcast. Mm. Shout out Joe Poznanski. There you go. Uh, on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, team. Hey. Hi. Today is Tuesday, November 30th, 2021, two, 359 days until Thanksgiving. Um, happy birthday to Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott did Alien, uh, and he did a bunch of other Alien movies. So shout out Ridley Scott. He also did um, Gladiator and Thelma and Louise and Blade Runner. Shout out Blade Runner. That was Blade pretty Runner's great. Yeah. I was, so he's big sci-fi he's nerd. sci-fi guy. Yeah. He's sci-fi guy. Um, episode 1,291. On today's show, my friends, we're going to recap the college football weekend. We're going to share with you the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Top 10 Plays of the Week. Uh, Craig Way will not be here. Craig Way has ghosted us. Craig Way uh, <laughs> told me on Saturday in confidence, he goes, I'm not doing that. And then he said a curse word, show anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not true. He said, <laughs> said, Yeah, and then he punched him in the gut for good measure. None of that's true. <laughs> Craig texted me this morning and he said that he has to, he's going to be emceeing the a Texas women's basketball banquet. So he was like, can I, can we push? And so we're, we're going to try to get him on Thursday is what our goal. So he'll be back. But in, in, in lieu of that, we're going to share with you the week 14, the regional semifinals vlog, which yeah. was uh, quite something considering the week that was in high school football. Six and say so it was uh, beefy. Figure we'll share that with you. That's coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first fourth through the door? We sure do. It was retired coach Terry Crawford. Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, and Coach Terry Crawford. It's 13-0 Abbott Panthers. They got a big one. State semifinal this weekend against unbeaten number one May. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Absolutely. I'm excited about that. One small programming note. Sure. Uh, So state championships are coming. That is true. We had a we had an editorial meeting yesterday to discuss our plans and things like that. Mm -hmm. But one thing to keep on your radar. 
If you're Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, which you probably are, but if you aren't, consider going to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. We are working on, working on another meet and greet. We're working on another, uh, mm-hmm. another little get together um, at state. Yeah, we did in, it two years ago. Two years ago, 2019. Last year, the world said no. Yeah, world said no. We're we're trying to get it on the off the ground in 2021. Uh, target Saturday morning of state championships. So yeah, that's before the, the big boy game. It's the 18th. Which um, will be it will be five AD one. Five AD one six and the six A games. Uh, target that. Target. Um, no, it'd be 582 in the 6A games. Mm-mm, D2 goes... Uh, no, you're right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, 582 in the 6A games. But anyway, Saturday, uh, December 18th, in the Arlington area, mm-hmm. we're working on a venue <laughs> and things like that. No details other than that right now. Uh, we're working on that. But just kind of tentatively, what's lighter than a pencil? Like a... A dry erase marker. A dry erase marker. Put in dry erase marker. Yeah. You know, dry erase marker. Because that one you on don't it. even have to really work to erase. Yeah. It's just kind of... But we don't want to blindside you guys because we would like you to be there. Come out there. We'll have some... Uh, hopefully have some food. Yeah. Uh, last time we had breakfast tacos. Pickle. So I'm really pushing for that again. Pickle will get up there and talk. It'll be great. I didn't sign up for anyway, that. That's coming up. Uh, hopefully. Knock on wood. God willing, the creek don't rise. December 18th, Saturday morning. All right, Pickle. Let's recap the college football weekend. Last Wednesday, we sat in this very studio and we asked some burning questions about the college football weekend ahead of us. We can now try to answer those questions. We'll see how it goes. Where are we starting? Let's start in the Big 12. The question was, what can we learn about Texas in 2022 this week? And they took down Kansas State. The final score was uh, 22-17, to 17, and they finally break their long losing streak. They get a win, and they end on a win. They go into the offseason with a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, there was, a, there was a chance. There were some people talking about a chance that Texas at 5-7 and seven could make a bowl game. There are enough qualifying teams in bowls. So, like, that would only have – they only go to 5-7 and seven teams if not enough teams reach 6-6. Six and six. Right. And so – That's very team, rare. Enough teams reach – it happened like – I want to say like 2018 it happened. I mean, um, UNT got in one time because yeah. they're a yeah it goes, a whatever the a, score, APR APR score, score yeah, like which the, was five and seven. Yeah, uh, that happens sometimes. That's not going to happen this year. So Texas is not going bowling. Um, we we said that we thought that that it was going to be a question of who wants to be there, right? Who wants to be a part of the future of, of the Texas program? Because Steve Sarkeesian's made it clear that if you don't want to be part of the program, there's the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the defense showed out in this game. And, and look, Kansas State's offense is nothing to, to, to you know, go crazy about. But they forced a pair of turnovers. They kept them from running the ball, which is really their bread and butter because Skylar Howard cannot throw. Um, and from that point on, they were, able to, they were able to win the game. It was not always pretty. I think the offense has major work to do. Mm-hmm. I think they need a quarterback. I think they need to look in the transfer portal for a quarterback yep, uh, and find some other guys but but they didn't give up overall they made a they made a, a you know they, the, the defense took a step forward so I would I would uh, uh, take a I would take a you know take a look at Texas and especially on their defense and look at that film and figure out who wants to be there um, oh, you always want to win, end on a win mm-hmm. I think five and seven is a decided disappointment for Texas this Absolutely, year. Absolutely, but it's better than it's four, better and four and eight. <laughs> better than four and eight. It's in fact one win better than four and eight. Mm-hmm. What's next, Pickle? 
Up next, let's head over to Conference USA. The question was, will Jacob Cowling finish in the top 10 in receiving yards per game? The final score of that game, they fell to UAB 42-25. to So a disappointment there, but... Which we figured they would. He had five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. And as of right now, now there are still games to be played, um, Army, Army, Navy, and the conference uh, title games and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But he presently ranks number seven nationally at 111.9 yards per game. Big um, he is, in fact, um, and he's about seven yards ahead of, I mean, he should finish in the top ten because there's not a ton of guys behind him who I think they can catch, can catch, catch him. Right. Um, so I think he's going to finish in the top ten, That's awesome. which is a real achievement for a team that, boy, I'd love to know the last time they had a receiver in the top ten nationally. Yeah. It's got to be decades because they just don't throw the ball that Mm-mm. much. Uh, and haven't maybe I mean maybe Mike Price had one, but like it has been a long time. So uh, impressive stuff from from uh, from Jacob Cowing, um, just a sophomore, a guy who I think his future is really bright. I don't think he profiles in the NFL all that much, so I don't think even though he may be eligible to jump to the draft, I don't think that he necessarily would. And so I think that there's a lot of really exciting things going on there. At UTEP to bring back and and obviously a seven win season and they're going bowling. They await a bowl bit, so it's going to be a lot of fun. What happens with UTEP? What's next, Pickle? All right, back to the Big 12. And the question here does not matter because the question was, if nope. TCU wins, should the Horn Frogs accept a bull invitation? You said no. Well, they're not going to get one anyway because they got absolutely wrecked by Iowa State 48-14. What a bizarre finish to the season. Yeah. What a bizarre the, finish. They the whole season. They, they go and they beat Baylor. Mm-hmm. They beat Baylor. And then they go and they and, and, and then they get drilled. By Iowa State. By Iowa State. And remember, they got drilled by Oklahoma State, who, of course, may, in fact, be the conference champion. But the, I mean, everything, it was kind of total systemic failure in this game. Um, Brees Hall ripped them limb from limb. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy had one of his best passing games at Iowa State. Uh, And then also the offense just could not get anything going. Um, Max Duggan was okay in this game. He was probably the best part of their offense. Um, Man, how many times have we said that? But but they, you know, they very clearly mixed uh, missed Zach Evans, who, by the way, is in the transfer portal now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it doesn't matter. They're not going to accept bull bid. They introduced Sonny Dykes today as their new head coach. Mm -hmm. They're moving forward. They flew him in yesterday on the helicopter, Mm -hmm. landed on the field. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to make some moves, trying to build a recruiting Death Star out there. Yeah, already picked up a couple. They're doing it so far. So they 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 picked up a couple of flips from uh, his former staff at SMU. Uh, but uh, as to the question, mm, doesn't matter. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we're going to stick with the Big 12 here, and it was the butt bowl. The question was, who throws for more yards, Texas Tech or Baylor? And how about them Bears? They squeak it out 27 mm. to 24. And, I mean, going out of state here, Oklahoma State wins Bedlam, and here they go. Yeah. On to the conference Baylor's championship Baylor's into the game. conference championship game. The answer was actually, I was wrong. Donovan Smith threw for more yards. How about that? Interesting. 262 to 254. Um, Tech gave them everything they wanted. Give a lot of credit to Tech. Yeah. And, and now Sonny, I think Sonny, uh, the, the report is our Mike Craven is confirming that uh, uh, that Sonny Cumbie, who was going to be the offensive coordinator at Tech mm-hmm. for Joey McGuire, is now going to be the head coach at Louisiana Tech, taking over Skip Holtz. Um, so congratulations to him. I think obviously Louisiana Tech saw what he did, at least pa- in part, right. saw what he did down the stretch as the interim and was ex- impressed. Um for Baylor, I don't think they can beat Oklahoma State without Gary Bohannon, mm, and especially no. in, in a healthy Gary Bohannon and an effective Gary Bohannon um, because Oklahoma State's 
going to going to key on their not keep keep them from running the ball and stuff like that. That's going to be the real key for them. If Gary Bohannon plays, I think they've got a, a good opportunity to win the Big 12, mm-hmm. but a lot of it comes down to his availability. We still don't know what the case is there. Uh, Blake Shapin was fine, but he is not that you got to have somebody who can challenge you vertically more mm-hmm. than Blake Shapin does. Um, that's going to be the real question in this one. Uh, but Baylor's on to the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Can't it complain it about wasn't that. necessarily pretty, but it was effective, and so they get the win. What's next, Pickle? Up next to the AAC, we go. The question was, should Marcus Jones get Heisman consideration? And Houston started off a little rough, <laughs> but uh, got what they needed yeah. to get done, 45-17 to 17 against an awful UConn team. It was a weird It was a weird game. They, yeah. they pulled away. Uh, and, and, and Which look, is all you asked for. And that's, that's uh, you know, look, that's, that's, that's the end of the, the, you know, the end of it. Um, what I would look at is as far as um, – Look, you know, you you asked the question, what were you know, is he should he get defense or uh, Heisman consideration? Uh, I say, of course, yes, he should. Um, he is uh, outstanding. Uh, he did not have an unbelievable game. I believe he had two tackles. He did have four pass breakups because mm-hmm. um, they don't throw at him anymore. I think Marcus Jones is, is a dynamo. I've mentioned that um, they go into the American Athletic Conference championship game. I would say I, I I haven't seen the line yet. I presume they are pretty significant underdogs. Yeah, probably by Cincinnati. ten points. I would guess because they got to go on the road to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. which is not going to be any sort of treat. And they're going to be straight up playing for a college football playoff spot. So you're going to get their best. You can get everything they got. Uh, right. Um. So but you're in the game. <laughs> but you're in the game. You're there. Uh. And and a big reason why is Marcus Jones. So mm-hmm. yeah. What's next? Eleven next. to one. By the way. Do what? Eleven and one. Yeah. Like, after not, we literally buried them let's, after let's not, week one. Let's not gloss over this. They started zero and one. They rattled off eleven straight. Yeah. That's super unbelievable. Impressive. What's next, pickle? Up next, back to Conference USA. How much does this game matter to Rice and Hoot? Hoot. Thirty-five to thirty-one. They hey. beat Louisiana Tech, which is a terrible team. But Rice went out there and scored thirty-five points and got the win. Uh, they scored late to to get the win. And and look, uh, for Rice again, they're not necessarily in the business of complaining about. Um, uh, they're not necessarily in the business of complaining about how they get their wins, right? Um, this is a, a program that just needs to see. Um, that just needs to see like upward mobility. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to see. And look. It's a small thing, but this is the most wins that he. This is the most wins that Mike Bloomgren's ever had at Rice. They go four and eight, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know you're thinking, okay, well, who cares? They went, you know, two and eleven in 2018. They went three and nine in 2019. And then there was the Rona season where they go two and three, right? I think that matters, and yeah. I think that for for that program, they can say that they're moving in the right direction, step by step. It's slow, and it's going to be slow going, but. Uh, and, and they're going to be moving into a conference in the American Athletic Conference that is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to help Mike Bloomgren kind of sell his ability to keep his job simply because do you really want to be going through some sort of transition if we're heading no. in the right direction as we're going into a new conference? Uh, so, yeah, look, it's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They came up with big plays down the stretch to win the game. Uh, they closed, and that's that's a sign of, of, of a team that's growing. So, once again, Bryce finishes strong. They've done that the past couple of years. It's weird. Yep. Anyway, what's next, Pickle? Up next, sticking with Conference USA, the question was, what is the key for North Texas to ruin UTSA's perfect season and with a 45-23 to 23 win we call? Well, we said start fast mm-hmm. and make Frank Harris beat you. And they did just that. They the did exactly defense that. 
got into the backfield so many yeah. times for sacks, and that score is not indicative no. of how that game actually no, happened. They, I mean, they, that was garbage time. They ran out to a they ran out to a lead, and then they just kind of traded scores the rest of the way. Yep. Um, it was awfully impressive, and so they go. They're going to go bowling, or at least they're bowl eligible, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, at six and six, after rattling off five straight wins to get there. Um, including knocking off what's probably going to be the conference champion. And a, yeah, I mean, they were a nationally ranked yeah. opponent stepping into Apogee. Yeah. Uh, incredibly impressive. And once again, like they, they, I would love to go back and we'll do this during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Look at what they do in the first quarter versus the, uh, versus like how it affects the entire game. Right. Because I would guess that in their wins, 100%. they are winning the first quarter by about 7 to 10 points yep. on average and I would guess that in their losses they were down losing, by almost 21 every single like time losing like by 10 to 15, 10 yep. to 15 on average yeah so I want to go and look at that but but for you, for North Texas it's just a matter of starting fast and they go mm-hmm. and they they hand UTSA their first and only loss of the regular season right and it's mm-hmm. just so frustrating of like yeah, where well, was this the rest of the season could have been what's next pickle up next, let's go with, is this Jake Spavadol's last game at Texas oh. State? And, I mean, <laughs> another one where it's like, where was this the rest of the season? 24-22, to 22, they take down Arkansas State. On the road, and I told you, I said no uh, on on the, our, our burning questions, if mm-hmm. you remember. I said, I don't think so. I think they're going to hang on to him for at least another year. I think they're going to have some changes, but they, they ended up, you know, getting away with coming away with a win. Um, look, the offense was not anything to write home about in this game. It was pretty bad um but at the same time they came up with the big plays when it mattered the defense stepped up in a a big way uh whenever they matter they they won on the margins and they were able to uh really kind of dominate time of possession in this game Mm -hmm. and and keep the ball away from from um keep the ball away from Arkansas State and yeah so I think he's going to keep his job I I think they're going to hang on to him for one more year if anything because I think that the coaching change market is so saturated right now mm-hmm. that this is probably not a great time to be changing coaches. No. I think they're going to hang on to him. And and that is, that's, you know, look, obviously he can say that we're moving in the right direction because we, we kind of finished strong. I think they won two of their last three. Mm-hmm. That's that's good news for a program that desperately needs it. What's next, Pickle? Up next, it was our small school game of the week, a playoff game. Who you got, Lumberjacks or Cardinals? And Incarnate Word. A thriller. An absolute thriller in overtime beats SFA 35-28. to 28. Yeah, in overtime. A fantastic Big game. Um, and their first one in program history, you it said, It was correct? their first playoff game in program history. It's their first playoff win in program history. I took the Lumberjacks, so mm-hmm. I was wrong. Um, and and credit to Credit to Incarnate Word. Mm-hmm. Um, I they wonder. Got a big one coming up. Uh, I mean, they got a big one coming up. But like the, the, I thought that the defense played particularly well. We knew the offense was going to be fine. We knew they were going to be okay as long as they could protect uh, Cam Ward, and they were able to protect him relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, they were. It was the defense that made plays, and the defense that did the difference, which is made the difference, which is always kind of the question with that program. They're going to need an even better effort this week. Yes. They're going to need to be even better. They're going to need to play against, the game of their lives. Next exactly week. <laughs> right against Sam. But uh, you know, but you pro- got there. There's a program that's got confidence, and a program that gets an opportunity to play the. I think Sam's still the number one team in, in the nation, or at least top three team yep. in the nation. Um, I think you get an opportunity. And and they've already beaten one former Southland opponent. Now they get another one. Yep. What's next, Pickle? Finally, and I'll give you – I never like to do this, but I'll give you credit on this because you called this months ago. The question was, is Texas A&M walking into a bear trap on Saturday night? And with a final score of 27-24, to 24, 
Yep. <laughs> we said this would happen. And the way that it happened, too, was just the icing on the cake. Like, how? I thought... Let me make some Aggie friends. I thought that was the worst play-calling performance of Jimbo Fisher's career. Terrible. I thought it was astonishingly bad. Um, and I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if maybe he saw something on film that I didn't see. But the the insistence to go away from what was working, to go away from Devon Chan, and to go away from the running game, and to instead put the game in the hands of your Still backup quarterback. We've been saying that all year. I just year. don't get it. You I just have... don't get it. A, an astonishingly bad play-calling game from Jimbo Fisher. Um, and look, w- for all the reasons that we thought this game could be hairy, right? This is a team playing for their coach who's already fired. It's a night game in Death Valley. Those are genuinely pretty tough. Playing for bowl eligibility... Um, and LSU came out and socked him in the mouth. A&M got off the mat and came back and took the lead, but then they gave up that late drive. And I was, I was, I was really flabbergasted by the play calling. I really was. And I want to go back. I'll, I'll go back during the off season and take a look at the rest of the games and kind of chart it uh, for my own edification. But I think, I think Jimbo Fisher had a pretty bad year. Plain and simple. Yeah. I think he had a pretty bad year. Well, who sent the... There was a... Did you see the tweet that w- went out about, like, comparing him to Kevin Sumlin's resume since he's been there? They have the same record. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was... It was it's, it's super disappointing. It's super disappointing that this was a team that we thought had legit college football playoff aspirations for a number of reasons. Yeah. Like... Not only the talent, but also the schedule. That mm-hmm. for all the talk that's going on for A and M about like the recruiting that's going on, and yeah, they're killing on the recruiting trail. Absolutely. But it doesn't matter if you can't They've go develop been it. Killing it on the recruiting trail. Yeah, if you can't and if develop you can't it. turn it into wins, what's it matter? And the net. By the way, your schedule is not going to be this soft again no. for a long time. Yeah, that was your like that was your this gift was given the, to like, you. Like we'll get into it in our postmortems, but like. I feel like we're not talking enough about what a superb disappointment this season is for mm-hmm. A&M. To go 8-4, and four, we were sitting here in the office the whole offseason saying, man, if they win less than 10 games, it would be pretty disappointing yeah. because of the lily-soft schedule they had. Well, now, this they had injuries, and I'm sympathetic to that. But at the same time, you got to, first of all, like for all the recruiting we had, the, 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 you know, A&M had, what 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 do, we, what do you have to show for it as far as quarterback is concerned? Mm-hmm. If one guy goes down, your freshman quarterback goes down, and you're suddenly like, oh well, we don't really have a plan. Yeah, I was I thought this was a really, I I don't know. We'll get into it in the postmortems, mm-hmm. but but at eight and four, I just don't see how anybody can look at this. I mean, they didn't play Georgia. Mm-mm. Uh, they did not play Florida, although Florida was down, right? Um, Tennessee, they did not. Uh, no, they didn't play Tennessee, I don't believe. Maybe they did. I would need to look at their schedule. I don't know who they played from the East. I know they didn't play Georgia, who's mm-hmm. the big bad wolf, right? They played Mizzou. It's terrible. 
I just and and then by the way they got Alabama at home and they ended up winning that game. Well, they ended up losing four games to teams from the SEC West and they beat Alabama and Auburn. I was going to say that's the other thing that like Texas A&M cannot get in the same mindset that was the way of Texas and OU for a little bit of if you go beat each other that saves your job. Like we don't really care about the rest of the season and it's like it seems like it's morphing into that like oh, well, it was an 8-4 and four season, but he beat Alabama. Like, you can't, you cannot fall into that mindset. I don't know. I, think, I, thought, that was, I thought that was a supremely disappointing result for A&M mm-hmm. on, on Saturday night. Anyway, that's college football burning question. <laughs> We're at Texas Football today. We're here every week at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let the fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 14 season finale edition of the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Gunner offensive coordinator Jordan Gill. The Tigers ring up 538 yards of total offense and seven different Tigers scored in a 62-20 win over Dublin. Austin Westlake defensive coordinator Tony Salazar. The Shafts defense pitched their fourth shutout of the season, stifling PSJA North in a 56-0 win. Alamo Heights defensive coordinator Jordan Ricker. The Mules defense shut down Marble Falls' slot T attack, holding the Mustangs to just 214 yards total offense in a 10-7 win. And finally, Burton offensive coordinator Clinton Smith. Fueled by 240 yards rushing from Pearson Spies, the Panthers blew past rival Granger 57-27. So those are your Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. Normally at this time, we would bring on Craig White, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. He has ditched us. He has forsaken us. That's not true. He's I'm going to cut this and send it to him. He's got, he's got more important things to do than talk to us jackals. Yeah, that is completely understandable. So instead, we're going to share with you our DCTF vlog. It was uh, the Dave Campbell Sixth Ball staff was out and about across the state this week uh, catching high school football games around Texas. Each week on our YouTube page, we put up our vlog. We all kind of vlog what we're doing over the course of uh, the week, Mm -hmm. over the course of the weekend. And uh, I believe, who all contributed to this? I did, pickled it, you did, and stepped in. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, oh, and Josh Josh Price, our our intern. Intern Josh. Here is the regional semifinal vlog from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Here All right, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving Day. And in Texas, that means high school football playoffs. That's right, folks. I'm headed to Longview for tonight's game between unbeaten West Rusk and surging Dangerfield in 3A Division II at beautiful Lobo Stadium. Hopefully, Coach King has got some Lobo popcorn for me, and uh, should be a fun game in East Texas. I'm super excited about this one. Love some Thanksgiving Day football, so hopefully the Cowboys don't disappoint me on the drive out to Longview, and uh, I'll be in a good mood. We'll see what happens, but I'll always be in a great mood when there's Texas high school football in front of me, so hope everyone's enjoying the uh, Thanksgiving Day festivities, and let's have a good game tonight. You know you're in East Texas when you're amongst the pine trees. Happy Thanksgiving from Long Beach. You get a look at the 
Longview Lowball's turf room here. There's the back of the press box right there. Very unique setup here is the press box is connected to the school actually. Longview Lobo Art. And of course, the state champions from a couple years ago. And there's Longview's other state championship team from 1937. Coached by Pete Shotwell, who is the namesake of Shotwell Stadium in Italy. Got the West Russ Raiders warming up. And we got the Dangerfield Tigers. Alright, we are back at Lobo Stadium here with Nick Harrison 24-7 and the one and only Thy Frazier, aka Guy Frazier. Pants off to that. Oh, the pants are on, there you go. Nick, quick take. Thanksgiving Day playoff football, good or bad? Uh, very good. Huge fan of it, especially in East Texas. Come on now. All right. What about you, Guy? Big fan of it. I was actually on the phone with my dad about it earlier. If you can get a Thanksgiving game, uh, you know, on the certain season, it can be a lot of fun. Usually good games this time of the year. No turkeys after Thanksgiving. There you go. There's the Dangerfield Tiger. Who's, who's winning the game tonight? There you go. There it is, y'all. The Holy Grail. The best popcorn in the state of Texas right there, Lobo Popcorn. This is the good stuff right there. Look at all that butter. All right, y'all all wrapped up here in Lobo Stadium on Thanksgiving night as the Dangerfield Tigers beat the West Rush Raiders 50-28. It's 28-28 in the fourth quarter. Dangerfield explodes for three touchdowns in the final uh, 10 minutes of the ballgame to pull away for a big win. The Tigers advance, take on the winner of tomorrow's game between Wascom and Newton. We're going to hit the road early in the morning and head to Abilene. So, going to get a little sleep, drive two and a half hours back to Fort Worth, and then we'll be back at it tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Black Friday, everyone. It's the day after Thanksgiving, and for most, it's a big shopping day. For me, big football day. That's right. It's one of the best days of the year, as it is a chock-full slate of high school football from about noon all the way to 10 o'clock tonight. Games are going all day. It's gone all day. It's going to be a huge day. And for me, I'm headed west to Abilene on I-20. Big country, haven't been out there yet this year, so it's going to be good to get out to the big country and see my friends. Got a great slate of games today. Uh, the first one at 1 o'clock over at Abilene Christian. Shallow Water takes on Whitesboro. And then the nightcap, the big one. Battle of Unbeatens at Abilene Wiley as the Coleman Blue Cats take on the Holly Bearcats. It should be a fun day of football. So let's, um, let's hit the road and get going and see what happens when we head west high school football. Let's go. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I say bring back the refrigerator bowl. BCTF will sponsor it. Walking down the tunnel here at Abilene Christian, Anthony Field. Got the shallow water Mustangs getting a little pregame in. And we got the Whitesboro QBs getting their pregame paces in. And in Whitesboro, Peanuts on the side of the helmet for the decals. That is a very unique thing for Whitesboro, a very cool helmet.
center of the state of Texas here in Brady. So I'm on my way from Abilene to San Antonio and uh, stopping for a little gas. And uh, right there, Stripes Gas Station. Gas station tacos for breakfast are always a solid option, and uh, Stripes has some of the best in Texas. So I'm going to grab me a couple of breakfast tacos and hit the road to San Antonio. All right, y'all. Just made it to the Alamo Dome. You can see it right behind me there. We're going to get our credentials, get into the stadium, and we'll maybe give you guys a look around the dome. This is going to be a long day. This is going to be my office for the next mm, 12 hours or so, right? Just arrived at the Alamo Dome. There's the field right there. And we're going to take the underground walkway to the press box here at the Alamo Dome. So we'll get set up and give you a look from the press box. Here's a look here at the Alamo Dome. Open air press box. One of my favorites. It's a pretty good college football team that plays here too. A little field level action here at the Alamo Dome. Calm before the storm. We got the LBJ Jaguars getting their pregame on. We got the Bernie signal callers getting their pregame in. That is an elite run through. Uh, elite, elite run through for the Birdie Greyhound. I love it. 
got Spree Westfield going through pregame. It's a celebrity cast. We got Ishmael Johnson down here, and uh, say hi, Sarah. Hi. She's working hard. You know, behind the scenes. Stuff. Yeah, you know. You know I wasn't coming to San Antonio and not going to Taco P. Thank you, Uber Eats. Hey, it's a Sunday vlog edition as it's the post-regional semifinal road trip back home to the Metroplex from San Antonio. I just uh, had a little brunch here at uh, El Haro on 281 in Bitters. And now I'm making a tamale road to the place that has the best tamales in the world. So hopefully the line's not too long. We'll get some tamales for the road, and then we'll make our way back up I-35 and head back to Fort Worth. Best tamales in Texas. Without a doubt. So we are now headed out of San Antonio here on Sunday afternoon. And with uh, Black Friday traffic, uh, probably all along I-35, Google machines telling me to take the scenic route back to the Metroplex, which is Highway 281 North. So we'll be going 281 North, taking the scenic route uh, back to Fort Worth, and uh, maybe a stop in Land Passes at a little burger place for lunch. I think Ashley Pickle knows exactly what I'm talking about. Alright, Pickle, I'm in Land Passes. Text me and tell me what I should order. Alright y'all, it's 3.30 uh, on Sunday afternoon. I'm in Land Passes. Just placed my order here at Storms. As you can see, there's the, the board there. There. Uh, you know, it was a good weekend. Lots of great action in Texas high school football. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it for the vlog. So hopefully you guys enjoy it again next weekend. We will holler at you on Thursday. Hey, thanks for watching this clip Dave here. Texas football vlog. Conspicuously <laughs> absent from that vlog. You were in there. Four, maybe five videos that I sent. I'm not that used pickle, to you sending that videos. That pickle just like, I was at the Carthage, uh, Carthage China Spring game. I got yeah. some great, great stuff. I'll put together a Greg Tepper vlog. No, you won't. We can tweet it out. No, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you won't. I, I will. Bluff. Now. Bluff. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry that you guys were robbed of my outstanding <laughs> oh, contributions. God. But I hope you enjoyed the DC vlog either way. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and from now on, our proud team of this year to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 14 Yeehaw. season finale edition yes. of the From Now On Coaches of the Week in 6A, Stephen Bezor from San Antonio Brennan. Coach Bezor has the Bears flying into the regional finals this week after playing their best football of the season after a dominant 59-36 win over Austin Bowie to improve to 13-0. and in 5A, Ron Ridderman from Alamo Heights. Second-year coach Ron Ridderman has the Mules into the regional finals at 13-0 after a last-second field goal lifted his team to a thrilling 10-7 win over Marble Falls. It's their first trip to the fourth round of the playoffs since 2013. 
In 4A, Brian Bell from China Spring. Coach Bell and the Cougars pulled off one of the biggest upsets of the playoffs Friday evening, knocking off two-time defending champion Carthage 27-17 to improve to 13-0 on the year and end the Bulldogs' 41-game winning streak. In 3A, Cody Fagan from Whitesboro. Coach Fagan's Bearcats are making history in 2021. They've advanced to the regional finals for the first time in school history with a convincing 50-25 to win over shallow water. Uh, a quick note about Whitesboro. Mm-hmm. So they've been playing football since 1911. Mm-hmm. They won 100 years before their first playoff appearance. And now they're in the regional final. That is so awesome. That is so cool. In 2A, Mitch Abels from Holly. Coach Abels has the Bearcats into the regional finals at 13-0 after a hard-fought 21-7 win over previously unbeaten Coleman in front of a full house at Abilene Wiley. In 1A, Stacey Perryman from Happy. Perryman's Cowboys are back in the state semifinals for the first time since 2017 after avenging a regular season loss to Turkey Valley with a thrilling 38-36 win. And finally, in the private school ranks, Mike Wheeler from Dallas Christian. Legendary Coach Wheeler has the Chargers back in the state championship game after a 24-14 win over Fort Worth Southwest Christian. Those are your Week 14 from now on coaches of the week congratulations to all the coaches thank you for all you do for your players schools and communities for more information on how your school can get a one-stop shop experience that transforms how it connects with fans and communities visit from-now-on.com one last thing to do today pickle yeah and that is to roll out the regional semifinal dctf top 10 plays of the week Thank you to everybody who used the hashtag DCTF Top 10 to send us your uh, nominees for the Top 10 Plays of the Week. There are, alas, only 10 spots because it's it's in the title. Matt, the math there does check mm-hmm. out. Well done. So you narrowed it down to 10 plays. I did. Here are the DCTF Top 10 Plays of the Week for the regional semifinals here on Texas Football Today. <laughs> Pump fake, they're going to throw long, it's going to be a backward shoulder throw, intercepted! The tumble defense comes up big, Davis Morton with the interception. Tomball has the football first and ten at their own seven-yard line. Viegas looking to throw, has time, pumps. Now he loads up, goes deep, caught, in stride, and Geis White says bye-bye. 73 yards for Geis White. Two touchdown lead here for Tomball. They're going to fake it. Now they're going to try to throw it. Hellums looking, looking. He's going to toss it into the end zone. A little flip, and it's good. Number seven. Jay- and a turn of the end of the half. Got to capitalize if they can drive here. Williams looks to throw. Here comes the pressure. Oh, he gets out of it. Still gets out of it. Fires one deep. Oh, my goodness, what a catch. Headed down the sideline. One man to beat. Out of bounds. What a play. It's Hines with a catch. First catch of the ball game. Chucky Hines, who was not able to play in the first half, comes through, comes back to his quarterback. Cardell Williams avoids three different DeSoto players. Hines, smart receiver, comes back to the football and gets a huge play for the Mustangs. Eight here. 
Rutherford dropping back. And he'll be hit and brought down oh. in the backfield. Caden Rain. If you don't block big number 90, you're in for a long, cold afternoon. their own 28-yard line. First down and 20 it is for Spring. Davenport five wide by himself in the gun. Looking to throw on first and long. Davenport fires. Ball batted in the air and picked off by Duncanville. It's going to be a pick six off a deflection. Jordan Crook. He was able to jump up and grab it and there was nothing but green grass in front of him. Duncanville in full control now. Third interception of the first half for Duncanville, and it's 13-0. Here from their own 33 for Nelson. Wilson fires far side, picked off by Geyer. And still on his feet, going to the far side with a convoy out in front. All the way inside the 25, still going. And Geyer's going to take this one to the house for a pick six. And that is what Eli Bowen does. Eli Bowen leads the team in interceptions. He's Peyton Bowen's little brother. There He's is. a 2024 corner. DCTF Top 10 Plays Week. Reminder, if you see a play that you think is DCTF Top 10 worthy, tweet it to us, Instagram it to us, TikTok it to us, whatever. Hashtag DCTF Top 10. Pickle gathers them all up in her little video basket, and she doles out awards for the Top 10. So I do, yeah. Make sure you go out there and use hashtag DCTF Top 10. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, A Final Thoughts. Um, I guess this is a good time to say a lot of those plays this past week were on Dave Campbell's Texan Live, and mm -hmm. I feel like this is a good time. We will have the butt groove guide on Thursday, mm -hmm. but we have 16 banger games for the regional uh, finals coming up this weekend on Texan Live. So if you haven't visited and would like to watch TexanLive.com, we have some of the best games in the state. Including, by the way, I'll just tell you. Like, I mean, I'm going to go to my We will have Shiner Refurio on Thursday. Mm -hmm. We will have um, Texas High and Crosby. Mm -hmm. We'll have Denton Ryan in College Station. Mm -hmm. We'll have North Shore in Atascacita. Saturday, we'll have Lake Travis and Brennan. We'll have Westlake Vandergrift. We'll have Allen Southlake Carroll. <laughs> like when I say... Have them all. The best games in the state. TexanLive.com. TexanLive.com. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to nobody for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow at Texas Football Today.